Intelligence. Energizing your email marketing with Kate Barrett. Brought to you by eFocus Marketing. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Intelligence. I'm Kate Barrett, the founder of eFocus Marketing, a specialist email marketing agency helping companies to use email more intelligently. For this episode of the Intelligence Podcast, we've got another masterclass for you where I'll be digging down into a specific area of email marketing to help you increase your results. So today I wanted to talk about sending the right message to the right person at the right time through the right channel by understanding your customer life cycle. So in episode 16, we talked all about your data, understanding your data pyramid and understanding what data you have, where it is and conducting a data audit. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend that you do because it gives you a really good basis. But either way, this episode is going to be talking about that customer lifecycle and how we use our data. So one of the best ways to create personalized communications that speak to your subscribers' individual needs and ensure you're sending the right message to the right person at the right time is to understand where they are in that journey with you. So the customer journey can be split down into five key stages. And again, I'll put a visual of this as I do with anything like this in the show notes on the website. So head over to e-focusmarketing.com forward slash intelligence forward slash episode 17 and you'll find the visual of this. So those five stages are as follows acquisition stage. That's your first stage. It's where a potential customer or subscriber first becomes aware of your brand. This is where a lot of your marketing activity is going to sit. All of that outreach acquisition strategies to draw new people in, that's where they sit here. Then people move around to consideration. So becoming aware of their need or want for your product or service and starting to consider the options that are available to them, competitors to you, your options, and what they could possibly get from buying from you. Then they go through to the purchase and experience stage. So they make a decision to purchase and go through that experience with your brand that experience piece is really key here. Then as the fourth stage, you go to engagement and loyalty. So the customer's already made a purchase from you. They're actively engaged with your brand and they purchase again and keep coming back. And how do you encourage them to do that? Now, engagement and loyalty and consideration, just a note, are very similar. The campaigns that you have in each of these two stages are going to be very similar. Your newsletters, your sales emails, abandoned basket emails, abandoned form emails, they're all going to be very similar. But what I want you to do is to identify using your data the differences in their purchase behavior of the two and how you adjust your content and messaging based on whether they've purchased from you before or not, and perhaps even based on the level at which they've purchased from you before, going really deep into communicating with them in the right way. The fifth stage of the life cycle 
is reactivation or re-engagement. So a customer or prospect becomes inactive with your brand and needs re-engaging, bringing back in, whether that's being inactive with your email program and not opening or clicking. And there is a difference between those two actions as well, which is great if you can specify between them and provide different communications based on that action and whether or not they've continued to purchase from you or whether they've been inactive with their purchases for a specific amount of time. And you want to bring them back in and buy again, or perhaps they never bought from you in the first place. They went through the consideration stage, but never bought from you and then still haven't bought from you. Bring them back in again. So the needs of your different customers and your different customer personas will change depending on where they are in their journey with you. And making sure that you deliver the right content that each of them require to help them to move through to the next stage is critical here. So for those of you who haven't looked at customer personas, I definitely recommend that you do that. So customer personas are breaking down your data based on who they are. We're going to come back to that in just a minute. You need to treat your customers and prospects differently based on those different needs. So at each stage, your prospects and customers will be trying to accomplish different tasks. They'll be asking different questions. They'll be feeling different emotions. And the email marketing and marketing generally campaigns that you need to send will address those differences along the way if you're creating a personalized strategy. So let's just look at each stage individually and some examples for you. The acquisition stage. So from an email marketing perspective, your aim is to attract people in, welcome them, and start building the relationship with new subscribers so you can lead them through into that consideration stage where they start to consider buying from you. And these are heavily linked when it comes to email marketing. So the key behavior here in terms of email marketing is them finding your sign-up form on your website, perhaps through your social media, through those outreach channels, subscribing and starting that relationship with you. So they're looking to find out more about why they should shop with you, your credibility, if they can trust in the service you provide. And this is where this acquisition stage for email heavily links into consideration and is very, very similar. Um, They're looking at the kinds of products and services that, that you may have that they're trying to find. They may not know specifically that they're looking for anything yet. They may not know exactly what they want or they may have found you because they were searching for something specific. So at least a category of product or service and different types. And they're moving towards that next stage of deciding whether or not to make a purchase. So the example in this stage is to really think about your sign-up forms, how you can optimize that process, capture their attention and maximize your conversions to opt-in as well as implementing a welcome and onboarding program. So a targeted series of emails to introduce the new subscriber to your brand and offerings and set expectations over the first 30 days. So the first 24 hours for the the welcome email and follow-up email. And then the first 30 days of the relationship are the critical time periods. Now, your onboarding program may go for longer than 30 days. It may go for slightly less than 30 days. That's fine, but that's a critical time period. 
So think about where you place your sign-up forms. Think about the wording you use on your sign-up forms, the fields of data that you collect on your sign-up forms, and that's your known data, what you know about people and what you're asking them for. Think about all of those elements and what do they need to know? So based on who they are, what do they need to know in the welcome email? So you want to thank them for subscribing. You want to set expectations of your email program. But what else do they need to know? Where do they need to be led to next? Could you offer them um, key examples of category areas or best-selling products? And then based on what they click on in that email, could you then personalize your onboarding program? So your subsequent emails in that automated series that follow up post sign up, could you personalize that content based on what they've clicked on in that first welcome email, for example? What do they need to know? What do they need to know about your brand? What do they need to know about shopping with you? These people have just come across you. They don't know who you are. They don't know your brand story. They don't know what you stand for. They don't know if there's key ways they need to shop. They don't know the key areas to go to on your website to find your blogs and inspiration and videos and help and download content or whatever it is that you offer. How can you alert them to all of these areas? Link them into your social media profiles. Tell them about your app that they can download to make their experience with your brand better. People don't care that you work in the marketing department. They care about your brand. So think about what does your brand need to communicate at this stage? And email is a key channel to do that with. Then as we move around to that consideration stage, they're researching what they're doing. So our aim here is to help the new subscriber make the decision as to what product to buy and why they would benefit from purchasing from you. So having found you, the subscriber now needs to be educated, inspired, helped to make that right purchase decision for them. Consider the categories of products and services or specific items that they're browsing on your website, the blog posts they're viewing, other pages they're navigating to. Think about what that's telling you. So if someone's browsing your FAQs or delivery information, they're telling you they're looking for more information to help them make their decision related to how your company operates. Browsing multiple products in the same category, for example, lots of different types of skirts within women's clothing, tells you that that's the product type they require, but they haven't found the perfect one yet for them. How can you help them to do that? Browsing different types of blog posts tells you that they're looking for inspiration. They're looking for information, education. And looking at multiple in the same topic area gives you more insight into how you could then better help them with your content going forward. So an example here, sending out an email to prospects or a series of emails to prospects at that stage that communicates to the subscriber that hasn't purchased yet, don't forget, how to move forward with purchasing from you. What do they need to know? So this is, as we mentioned earlier, going to include regular promotional emails and newsletters to educate and inspire it's going to be following up on-site behavior, such as browsing a specific product or category with targeted emails to help them make their decision to purchase, supporting an abandoned basket and or abandoned form action with reminders and help to go through and complete that action. How can you help them and what data is telling you they're in this stage and what they need from you right now? How are they feeling at the moment about possibly deciding to buy from your brand, your products and your services? 
What are they worried about? What are they excited about? What questions are they asking? That's the content that you want to deliver. Intelligence, energizing your email marketing with Kate Barrett. Brought to you by eFocus Marketing. Join in the discussion on social media. Search hashtag intelligence. Then when they go through to actually deciding to buy from you and into the purchase and experience stage, your aim is to make the purchase process as easy as and enjoyable as possible. Give those customers the best experience after they buy from you using your email marketing. So the behavior here that identifies them as part of this stage is them deciding to buy a product or service from you. They go through that purchase portal and confirm the transaction. They then await delivery of their product or service to them, either physically or online in case of access to systems and information, for example. And when that's made accessible to them or the purchase arrives, think about how they feel about it, how they're going to start to use it, how they might follow up with your company, all as part of this stage of the journey. So for example, campaigns during this stage might include your transactional emails. So your, your purchase confirmations, your dispatch emails, things like that. So making sure that they're as helpful as possible, but also your post-purchase follow-up series. That would include, for example, review requests that you might already be doing, but it would also include helpful content to make the most of their purchase. A really key step, and this is something that I find that a lot of brands forget about in building that relationship with the customer is to make sure they have an excellent experience. And a lot of companies basically neglect that and just deliver the basic communications and then go straight back into a hard sell, buy more stuff from us. But think about that connected experience. And yes, that's going to start with reviews. It's going to start with offering upsell and cross-sell items that are connected to what they've just bought that can be helpful and enhance the experience. But do you know what? We have to put our customers first. And in understanding what they want, we have to understand how we can best build that relationship and make sure that we make the loyalty stage when we do want to sell to them again, even easier. And if you can put yourself and your brand as the authority, the inspiration, the forefront of that and go above and beyond in the purchase process, you're going to make that next loyalty stage even easier? How can you wow them? How can you give them a fantastic experience of buying from you? Can you provide additional information following on from their purchase to help them make the most of their items? So that could be linking to a blog post or maybe a short video, helping them to understand how to best use the product or get the most out of it. Look at the most common reasons that your customers return items or the questions that they're asking and try and combat those in your messaging. That's going to have a dual purpose. It's going to make an amazing customer experience via email for your customers, but it's also going to help to reduce the number of calls to your customer services teams, reduce the number of returned items. And you can do this in the consideration stage as well to make sure that people are buying the right items for them, getting the right fit. This is where your email marketing really comes into its own and puts the customer at the heart of everything that you do always. So once you've set that foundation, you can move them into the next engagement and loyalty stage, keeping that subscriber engaged and encouraging them to buy again.
Now, this will obviously change in terms of time periods, depending on your business. Could be a very quick turnaround in buying again, like buying from a supermarket, or it could be a very long purchase, like a holiday or a bike or something like that, that you wouldn't buy again, perhaps for a year, two years, three years, a car even might be three or four years. But what we want to do is make sure that we target people who are first time customers going on to make their second purchase and then going on to make their third and fourth and so on. We want to make sure that they become advocates for your brand, share their purchases with friends or family or on social media, for example. How can we encourage them to do that? That will then help your acquisition stage as well and reaching more people. As I mentioned earlier, this stage is very similar to research and consideration, but those campaigns that you're planning that go across the two, you need to make sure there's a difference. So in the consideration stage, you're aiming to educate and excite and inspire them to make the first purchase. Whereas in this stage, you want to encourage them to become loyal to your brand. How can you offer them loyalty schemes, discounts for VIP customers, treat them differently and make them feel special, keep them coming back? But the thought process is the same. Think about the customer and the questions that they're asking. What do they want to buy? And is this the right company to buy from? Now, if they've bought from you before, they already have that trust element. And we hope that they would have had a great experience with you the first time. And you can obviously back that up with your email marketing during the experience stage. But think about beyond that, what's important for them to come back? How can you encourage that next transaction and help bolster and get them to keep coming back? What's the content they need? What questions are they asking? Ask this to yourself all the way through. So the examples here could be specific emails based on data you hold about your subscriber, like a birthday email or an anniversary of purchase email, campaigns that build loyalty and make them feel special. You could do a birthday email, of course, in the consideration stage, but if they've bought from you before, how can you change that offer and messaging for them? You'll also want to include campaigns that encourage repeat purchases, such as replenishment reminders for products that run out. So beauty products or razors or anything that you can estimate an end date. And this is where analysis comes into your data pyramid and allows you to link data together that you might have to find other data. So for example, if you know what somebody has bought, how much of it they've bought and how likely that is to last them for a set period of time, Using those pieces of data, you can create through analysis a further piece of data that's going to tell you when to trigger those replenishment emails. Your standard promotional emails will also fall into this category as well as the consideration stage. And just think about how you can adjust those emails to be more personal. Now that you've got increased data about who those customers are, their previous behavior and their previous purchase behavior. Use dynamic content to address them as previous customers or make product suggestions based on items they've bought before and what might be most relevant to them next. Then you've got your reactivation stage. So you're aiming to identify and re-engage subscribers and purchasers who've become or are becoming inactive with your brand. So there's two main types here. Inactive subscribers who haven't been opening or clicking on an email in a certain amount of time, for example, nine months, but that will change depending on your business. And again, as we mentioned earlier, you can break that down between 
those who have not opened your email versus those who have opened your email but never clicked through, for example. There are different needs of those different behaviors within your email marketing. Inactive customers is the second group to this stage. Customers who are no longer buying from you or haven't made another purchase within a specific amount of time. And again, that will differ depending on your business, your average purchase frequency that you would expect. So for example, implementing an inactive subscriber reactivation series. So a series of emails designed to re-engage a user that hasn't engaged with your email program in that set period of time. You could also set up a series of emails to encourage inactive customers to come back and make another purchase, giving them a special offer, alerting them of new products or categories or best-selling items that are currently on site. To create an amazing customer experience, it's important to plan manual and automated campaigns around this customer journey, around those stages. Start by plotting your current emails that you send onto each stage. Where do they appear and what data is identifying them at each stage? Then you can make sure that each area is sufficiently covered with relevant campaigns, as well as additional areas that could be optimized or new campaigns that could be added to fulfill a subscriber need and help to move them to the next stage. Layer this alongside your data audit, listen back to episode 16 to go through that, and you'll start to discover new data points that you can use to target and trigger campaigns as well. The next step is to start to dig deeper into your audience and understand what they're trying to do at each stage, how they're feeling, what questions they're asking, and how you can better serve them. And you can do that through customer personas. So we mentioned those back at the beginning. So you can either do this kind of customer journey based on an overall and what your customers might be thinking or feeling, or you can break them down. So the best way for me to describe customer personas is to give you the example of a pizza company. So pizza, most people like it, right? Let's pretend that pizza is for everybody. So you might think that your marketing would be the same for everybody, but it isn't. If you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one. So think about TV adverts that you've seen for pizza before. And I guarantee you, you would have seen these types of pizza or takeaways before. So the same type of pizza being advertised, but the TV advert is showing on a Saturday night, a family sitting around watching The X Factor or Britain's Got Talent, for example. They're having lovely family time. They're talking to each other. They're enjoying their time. Mum and dad don't have to cook. They don't even really have to clear up. Versus the same pizzas being advertised on a Friday night or perhaps on Netflix or on, you know, catch up TV where a group of friends are sitting around watching the latest programs, having that fun times. Perhaps they're even doing karaoke on their, their games consoles or those kind of activities. They're having fun. They're not even thinking about cooking. They want something quick and easy to eat. Same pizza, different needs of customers, two different types of customer personas as examples, the imagery, the tone of voice, the messaging, the times at which they're advertising those products are different for different personas. So I would encourage you to look at creating personas for your business if you don't have them. Just Google it. There's lots of information on, on personas there. And you can then, if you wanted to go more in depth with this activity, this exercise, you could create different customer journey maps for each 
different type of persona. Now, what that would do is allow you to identify the content that connects with each. The data on the triggers will be very similar, um, but the data for the content will be different because the questions they're asking, the needs that they have and how they're feeling will differ for each stage for different types of personas. So... That's it for today's Intelligence Masterclass. Again, I know that was a lot of information, but I hope you found it useful and it's given you some ideas on how to better serve your subscribers at each stage of the life cycle. It's going to help you to put your subscribers first, better connect with them and lead to much better results with your email marketing, sending the right message to the right person at the right time. And you can link this into your omni-channel marketing strategy as well to choose the right channel or the right combination of channels by which to deliver this messaging strategy. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or whichever podcast provider you're listening through. Follow us on YouTube for more video-based content and find eFocus Marketing on all the socials. Thanks for listening. Intelligence. Energizing your email marketing with Kate Barrett. Head to our website for downloads and show notes. e-focusmarketing.com/intelligence. slash